If you're ready to repent, if you're willing to do that hard work, we serve a God of second chances. Man, forgiveness is such a huge topic that we teach on because we just see it as so transformational when people get it. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. And now, your hosts, Bill Elif and Kyle Reno. Well, welcome to the One Cry Podcast. We're, we're so grateful every week that you guys join us. And uh, I'm Bill Elif, and this is Kyle Reno. And we, we have the joy just doing this it's every fun. week. It's, it's a lot, of, it's lot of fun. In fact, what you don't know is sometimes we get so tickled we can't we can't <laughs> we start we all over. Start all over. <laughs> yeah, right. And you know, the truth is everybody needs a start over. Everybody needs everybody one. needs a do over yeah, every once in a while. That's never plays out in like marriage or parenting yeah. or anything. <laughs> like what I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah. Let, right. let me let me run run that back. One yeah, time. that's right. exactly right. And you know. Uh, part of this desire we have to raise our kids right. is to teach them you don't have to be perfect, right. you know. But you have when when you need a do over, mm-hmm. you need to respond to God right. in the way that He wants you yeah. to. And and it's honestly it's those do overs in my life, Kyle, that sure. have taught me more about my relationship with God than about anything yeah. else. And right. and I know you've seen this in in Joshua chapter eight as right. we're looking. Uh, on how to really raise a next generation yeah. and impact a next generation right. for revival and spiritual awakening. So, awakening. So, talk to us a little bit yeah. about that today. Yeah, I, I have to remind myself because uh, sometimes you get into the theology and the doctrine of it, and you, and God gets distant. You know, mm-hmm. he he becomes a, a theological uh, project to try to figure out when he's a father. And if you read the scripture and continually remember that God is raising kids, he's raising kids, he's raising a people for his own name and glory, uh, but those that he loves. And so you last week when we looked at Joshua 6 and 7, there's that miss it moment, which had to be devastating for the people of God. It had to be devastating for Joshua. He knew what happened when they missed it before and ended up wandering and dying in the wilderness, you know, over 40 years there. And so here's this moment at Jericho, great victory, and then the selfishness of man is displayed again in Achan, which made everybody ache. <laughs> you know, it made everybody hurt and cost the whole people of God. They go up to AI and they lose big. I mean, they, they lose big because they try to do it on their own. They, they try to go about it with their own mental capacities and thoughts and all those things. And they fail and God lets them know why. Because you sinned against us. And there's this repentance moment. So and they do. They, they repent. But if you're the people of God in that moment, after you've blown it big, you probably are thinking, well, here we are again. We're stuck. We're stopped. You know, we're not going to move into the promised land like we thought. And it's not that Joshua engages God. It's that God engages Joshua. In chapter 8, it says, And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. Take all the fighting men with you and arise and go up to Ai, where you just got whipped. Go there. See, I have given into your hand. I have. It's the Lord. I have given into your hand the king of Ai and his people, his city, and his land. I got some really good news for us. No matter how bad you've blown it in the past, if you're ready to repent, 
if you're willing to do that hard work, we serve a God of second chances. Now, somebody ought to say amen, hallelujah on the other side of this podcast. That we serve a God that's not done with us because we've just done poorly and that we blew it big. But we serve a God that is always, always there willing to offer a second chance. So I'd say to you, listener, maybe pastor, maybe as you think about your church, anybody need a second chance? Anybody need a, a new season? Anybody need a, a fresh start? Well, if you're willing to do the work of repentance, the promise is God is always able to do the work of restoration. He's always, he's always ready to get us going again. I think one of the saddest things uh, is when a Christian just stops, when a crossfall or a church just stalls, that they're, they're not willing to get back up. Maybe you had a, I think we all experienced this with COVID and we've experienced this with church conflict, or maybe we've, we see and feel this. And, and I think the church of the Lord Jesus Christ right now is beat up a little bit. We're beat up because seasons we've come through. We're watching the pervading darkness of our culture. And, and what we need is a second chance. What we need is a, a fresh start. And then the Lord blows our mind. If That's not all he says. Get up. Move toward AI. I have given you. you. They couldn't go get it on their own. They tried that. He's saying, the promise I gave you on the front side of, of, of crossing the Jordan is still the same promise. I have given you all the land. Every, every place you put your foot, I'm giving to you. So even though they had disobeyed, God was still faithful to his promise. Good news for us today. No, ma- no matter how bad a decision you've made, God is still good. God, God is still faithful and fulfills his promise. In verse, verse two, he says, and you shall do to Ai and the king as you did to Jericho and its king. Now this is mind blowing. Only its spoil, remember Jericho, they're supposed to give God everything. Remember, all of Jericho was banned. It was devoted unto God. They could, they, you can't touch Jericho. Everything that's there is mine. Now, Ai, when you do it God's way, only its spoil and its livestock you shall take as a plunder for yourselves. Guys, that, that is an unbelievable principle. The Lord is saying, hey, I'm trying to teach you something here. When you give me what's first for them, Jericho, I bless the rest. It was the first city. These future cities, God's going to entrust to his people to steward. Like Use these resources. Use this spoil to to help bolster the people of God for the sake of where we're going next. And Bill alluded to this last week. Uh, when, When you give God what's first, the rest is blessed. I think that's a principle as it pertains to monetary, like our money and how, how, we, how we steward the resources of God. But that's a principle that's bigger than that. It's the principle of first. When you give God the first of your affections, the rest is blessed. When you give God the first of your time, like if you want a fresh start, like here, here, here's where they are. He's saying, listen, I'm the God of second chances. Let's get going again. As you get going again, let me remind you how this works. First things are mine. The other things in that, I'm going to allow you to steward. I'm, I'm going I'm 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 to give them into your hand. I think a principle that we could apply in this season, you want a fresh start in this season, uh, the, the close to the front of the year here, to say, God, I want to give you first things. First things are yours. 
first things are yours. And if you'll do that, you'll find that the rest align. When you get first things in, in, in the right sight line, everything else starts to line up. And then this last truth I see in this, this section of Scripture here, verse 10, and then God uses people to help other people do these very things. Now, Joshua's turn. God has said, this is what I'm going to do. So I'm, I'm going to give you AI. That promise is still yours. Hey, I'm going to do that because that aligns to the way I work. First things are mine. The other things I'm going to allow you to be blessed by. Now, Joshua has to go and communicate this to the people. Joshua is the leader. And listen to me. God has sovereignly decided he wants to do things and let us be a part of it. He wants to do things in this world, change this world, bring about, bring about things that advance his kingdom and purposes in this world. But he does it through people. And so he says, hey, Joshua, you know, your turn now to go tell them. So Joshua, verse 10, arose early in the morning, and I love this word, and mustered the people and went up, he and the elders of Israel, before the people to Ai. Another translation, New Living Translation says, early the next morning, Joshua roused his men, started toward Ai, accompanied by the elders of Israel. So what, what did Joshua do in this morning? He went and got back in front of the leaders of different groups of people and said to them, we're not done. We're not done. He went in and gave his best charge. And, and I, I'm telling you, what I've learned from me, and God has always been so gracious to give me these kind of men in my life, everybody needs somebody at some point to say, it's time to get going again. Everybody needs somebody at some point in their spiritual journey to say, hey, it's time to get up and get going again. If the Lord would allow me to be that to somebody right now listening, hey, maybe you had a bad season, right? Maybe you made some, some bad mistakes. Uh, maybe you're just beat up, beat up. Listen, the pastors out there, man, can I get a witness? You ever had a season where you're like, can we not do that again? And you're beat up, and because of it, you sat down. And you're, you're sort of just groveling and, and, and how bad that hurt. And I'm not saying it didn't. But we're not going to live there the rest of our faith life. It's time to get up. It's time to get going again. The Lord said that specifically to Joshua. I think it's time for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in America to get going again. That we need some voices to look into the, into the spirit of the church and say, hey, it's been bad. It's been weird. There's things happening all around us, but let's believe again. <laughs> let's, let's cross some rivers again. Let's believe for some future generations again. And you don't know, if you're a pastor, I, I, maybe you've done that before and you say, I just don't know if I have the faith to do it again. Well, what if you're one rousing moment away from revival? What if you're one moment, like mustering the people from a real movement, from a real move of God? And so our, our role is just to keep coming before the people and say, God can do it while we follow him into it. And I just read the word and I think, how true is that, Bill? When you, mm -hmm. when you look at it and go, can't we resonate with exactly your beat up? You want to just sit in that. You've repented, but you think, but I'm done. And you need these moments where God comes to you again and say, no, it's not over yet. You know, I, I can't help uh, and think about 2020, mm -hmm. which is just this, historic year of COVID and that stripped everything from us. Right. Uh, and then with the church, 
And mm-hmm. and I just watched pastors who would say, okay, this is going to be over, and then it wasn't over, and then it wasn't over. And then they got some got discouraged and just quit. Right. They never got off the mat. Right. But I watched godly men say, okay, right. how do they do church in, in Iran? Right. How do they do it in China? How, mm-hmm. how, why is the church advancing in parts of Africa and not here? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the Lord just kind of stripped us down, just like he did yeah. at AI. And now he said, okay, now right. it's time to do church. <laughs> and nothing anywhere. Right can limit the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. But we got to find that, mm-hmm. uh, cooperate with him, but also just believe, man. man. So we're going to hear uh, from a next generation leader who uh, has that spirit yeah. and is ready to go and is helping lead others right. to go there. So listen to this, uh, this great testimony. Well, I'm so glad to be with you today. And uh, today I get the wonderful opportunity to introduce you to a friend uh, of our sister ministry, Life Action Ministries. Brent, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Thank you, Ben. Glad to be here. So you are a revivalist with one of Life Action's road teams. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that works and uh, what a week may be like for you guys? I'm still, uh, I've been doing this five years, Ben. I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like and what that means, but um you know, the, the beautiful part about what we do is we get to travel to churches all across the country. So um, I'm sitting in the parking lot right now in my trailer, uh, probably uh, close to the hundredth church I've been able to partner with in the last five years uh, through Life Action. Um, a revivalist uh, simply is somebody that um, comes to bring revival, life again uh, to people. And so um, as a part of that, I travel with 22 young adults, college age individuals, another couple uh, that sort of travels as well and their family. Um, and we just, we travel the country and uh, share on uh, this powerful truths of God's word that we believe over 50 years of ministry um, lead to a changed life or revived life. Uh, messages like honesty, how to get honest with yourself, with God and others, um, humility, how to walk in humility, uh, placing um, our needs secondary to those of the needs of the Lord and those around us. Uh, relying on God's grace, working through forgiveness, clear conscience, uh, just powerful truths from God's word um, in a concentrated format, sometimes four days, sometimes eight days, uh, sometimes 15 days or more. We've gotten to partner with churches. It's been an incredible uh, journey. Uh, my specific role is I get to um, disciple those 22 young adults. I uh, invest a lot of time in them as they serve churches and then also uh, teach on marriage and family and relationship principles. So um, I loved it. It's a great, been a great, great opportunity for us. Now, you have recently uh, had partial change in what you're doing, so you're wearing many hats. Can you tell us a little bit about what's coming up for you as well? Yeah, after five years on the road, we've just kind of uh, discerned from the Lord that it was time for us to get back to uh, kind of staying in one place for a little bit longer than a week or two at a time. And so um, Life Action had an incredible family camp ministry for um, uh, about 25, 26 years now, and uh, I've been... Uh, just so privileged to serve as the director of that outreach uh, since about um, March or April of last year. Um, so was there this summer, um, involved heavily. We do a bunch of year-round retreats that I've not been able to be there for, but have an incredible team, making sure things behind the scenes are um, getting done and uh, ready for the guests coming. And then starting uh, this summer, we'll be there year-round after that. Again, the same intention, right? So instead of going to people in churches, we get to bring people to us and give them a chance to pause uh, man, uh, I think of one thing I've learned over the last year is how crazy busy people are, myself included, 
uh, many times. Um, just the chance to pause, uh, to reconnect to God and to their family, and then to engage. So I just love the fact that we challenge them every summer with some very practical teachings on how to be a missional uh, individual, but also a missional family. And so uh, we're excited about that next chapter as well, and thankful to get to uh, still see God at work uh, this year um, in churches across the country. Yeah, that's exciting. I, in my own experience, it's been awesome because I, I, the reason I'm with this ministry is because Life Action came to my church years ago, and God really moved in my life and moved in our church. But we also had the experience to come to the family camp, and, and that was such a blessing as well. It was just really, it blew our minds how great that was. So in, in your experience on the road, you say you've been to close to a hundred churches, which, which that's amazing in and of itself. What are some challenges you've seen? And uh, also what are some ways you have seen God move uh, in that, in that time you've been on the road? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, my wife tells this story often, usually almost every Sunday morning. Um, we, we were depressed and discouraged with what we saw um, happening in the nation. And, and certainly, right, there's a long ways, I think, that we uh, would love to see God at work in greater ways and, and his kingdom's presence more real in, in many people's lives. But uh, the most encouraging thing is as we travel the country, everywhere we go, we see God at work um, in people's hearts, lives, families, churches before we show up. So there's certainly a lot of life change that happens when we're there. But the most encouraging thing to us is what we see God doing before we ever arrive. And then the stories that we hear long after we're gone um, of God alive and at work in the world today. So at some level, like we, we know that we're a part of some of that work. Um, in a lot of other ways, we feel like we're just on along for the ride. We're just exploring and seeing where God is already at work and getting to be a part of that with these specific group of people for a week or two at a time. It's been amazing. One of the, one of the challenging uh, parts and the heartbreaking pieces of, of getting to travel to so many different places is you see the same stories unfolding week in, week out. People who have um, prioritized the wrong things, things that they think will bring them love, joy, peace, and the fruits of the spirit, but obviously leave them empty and, and longing for more. Um, so we see that at an individual level. We see that in a church level, at a family level. Um, it's heartbreaking. Uh, we've seen often just people's um, unwillingness or inability uh, to understand forgiveness, um, what's possible uh, through Christ and the way that has made a mess of their uh, relationships uh, because they've not been willing to forgive. It's affected every decision they've made uh, for years. It's affected their generations after them. Um, so I, I think that's one of the major just concerns as we've traveled around um, and then the priorities piece. And then, um, yeah, I just, I think there's, um, people are tired and weary. COVID, COVID certainly has um, affected many in the church. Um, it took a lot of energy to keep things going or to start new live streaming or um, to figure out how to navigate this. And so there's pastors and leaders that are just weary and tired. And what I love about all those things is this is what um, we hope to see God do when we come. Uh, we give church staffs and um, leaders a chance to rest and to be poured into, which is so vital, right, for your sustained ministry, even when things are going well, the stability to rest and be poured into. Um, we we really challenge people with their priorities. Um, we give them a chance all week to carve out time in their schedule. We challenge an area of, of generosity and, and, and stewardship. And then, um, man, forgiveness is such a huge topic that we teach on because we just see it as so transformational when people get it. And so, 
Um, though those are things that um, can be um, a burden uh, so often um, to get to be a part of that work and see God do it has been incredible. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing how God just moves through those things. Can you share with me, do you have any specific stories or in general that you've seen in the last, last few uh, events you've been at and maybe something where God showed someone in something, put his finger on something, and then he gave them a second chance? So, yeah, so um, one of my favorite stories over the last few weeks was we got to go back to a church a year ago. We were in Eunice, Louisiana for 33 days. I was in that parking lot. Uh, what was supposed to be eight days of seeking the Lord wound up being 17. The people just were not done meeting with him. Uh, several people rededicating their life, getting baptized for the first time. Uh, but also just um, re- reconciliation and marriages. Um, a couple of people working through um, infidelity in their marriages. Um, some that they were working through before we got there. Some that they found out about for the first time while we were there. And um, so, man, just watch God heal and give those marriages a second chance. Um has been just a theme in, in a lot of our conferences. But you have to go back there a year later and see uh, these stories of people who were just unfolding on their journey of forgiveness, of reconciliation, of uh, reestablishing priorities, and to see that they have made progress there. Not arrived, right? We don't arrive this side of eternity, but had made growth and progress. And their relationships, in one of the couple's cases, I talked to them at length, and they said, we don't know where our, our lives would be at apart from this church apart from what God did in our lives a year ago through life action. And so um, they're just testifying that their, their relationship and their marriage is at a place that never, they never thought possible uh, before, but it's amazing how God did that. You know, the other one, Ben, um, man, this was, this was one of my, I, I don't think I'll ever forget this. Um, we were at a church that I love in uh, Senatobia, Mississippi. I've been there once before. Um, we did a concert of prayer one evening. So just prayer and testimonies and um, the service was wrapping up. And a guy got up and he walked to the front, a big old guy, and uh, had been in the military for years. And uh, you could just see um, as he just broke down and, and started sharing uh, the years of pain he's he's gone through. And he shared um, for the first time with his church that he had been um, unfaithful to his wife. They had been working through that. Um, he'd had all kinds of unhealthy addictions to uh, substance abuse issues. Um, and then had not even told his wife this. He said that even a, even a, a, a month ago, I was struggling with suicidal thoughts and I was ready to take my life. And he said, um, I'm working uh, with God on these things. And uh, this week, um, I'm, I'm, I'm more hopeful than ever that, um, that things will be different. And so um, when you said, uh, you know, uh, the, the second chance, um, that guy, more than anybody I've ever met, um, has a new lease on life um, because of what Christ has done and what he's seen as possible. And um, this is the God that's alive and real in the world today. Um, this last couple of weeks has been also challenging for us. I had a number of truck and trailer issues. We live in an RV. Um, so being able to get from place to place, uh, your truck and your trailer have to work well. And so getting to this church was um, a myriad of challenges, um, one of which was a, a flat tire. And we were in a rest area and found it was flat and couldn't get a hold of anybody to come change it. And this guy pulls up. 55-year-old guy, he kind of manages the the, the rest area and um, just, man, um, proceeded to just help us fix our truck. Um, got underneath it, jacked it up, um, worked his tail off getting the, the tire and the lug nuts loose and, and put it on. And and, and it was amazing um, because on the back of his truck uh, said, Jesus is alive. And um, 
that was just a hard few days for us because we were um, wondering, like, God, why you want us to go to this church, but we can't get there. What do you want us to know about you right now? Um, I was I was frustrated. I was I was like, God, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm calling everybody. Nobody's answering. And he shows up with this guy named David uh, smoking a cigarette. Uh, but love the Lord and uh, Jesus is alive in the back of his truck. And he said, I'm not afraid to help nobody. And um, you know, this is, this is the picture Ben of, of second chances. Uh, God is a God of second chances and he is more alive and working in the world today than I ever imagined. And um, I'm so thankful uh, to get to be uh, a part of watching that happen day in and day out. Amen. That is that is awesome. It's it's awesome to hear the stories too because they just boost our faith. And then that's those are the things we want our listeners to hear, and to hear how God is at work around uh, the nation. And so, if someone is interested in uh, having Life Action in their church, uh, where do they need to go? If you go to lifeaction.org, um, there's all kinds of information on there. Church events is is the category you'd look for. We actually have openings um, still this spring. So um, with COVID, uh, there's been cancellations. And, and I just I got off the phone minutes ago, Ben, with another church canceled. So um, just because you don't know enough about us um, or you're not sure how it would work out or um, you don't know how it would fit in your schedule, don't let that keep you from having a, a, a just reaching out to that website, lifeaction.org uh, slash church events and, um, and just seeing what God may do. If these are the kind of stories that you want to see happen, in the world on you, around you, um, I would encourage you to check that out. Pass it along to your pastoral staff. Um, thank you um, for for wanting that to be known, Ben. I appreciate that. Amen. Well, I, and I've experienced it, so I, I really would love to see other churches experience it as well. So, uh, thanks so much, Brent, for being with us, and it's been great and good to catch up. Yeah, can I? I'd love to pray uh, for you and for uh, the One Cry family. If I could do that. Absolutely. Uh, God, uh, thank you so much for One Cry and for what it has meant uh, to me. Um, you've used this aspect of, of our ministry uh, to help me see the beauty and power of prayer. And so um, I pray that today, this time would um, fuel people's hearts to believe what's possible uh, with you and to give them greater faith to just continue to ask you for the things that they need or they want to see you do in the world. And so uh, thank you for Ben and his reaching out to me today. It was good for my heart and my soul today to be able to share again what I've been able to see you do uh, through these uh, times in the road and in other places. And so uh, be with this uh, team today as they continue to share um, the hope of what uh, God you are doing and what to do in the world. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Brent. God bless you. Wow, what a great word for us. And we're so thankful for our men like this that the mm -hmm. Lord is using in such a significant way right. and and kyle i see and i know you see in the next generation mm -hmm. this spirit that's saying let's go right you know it's time to get up and go right. and uh, we can't sit around mm -hmm. you know just sucking our thumb in the right. corner right and uh we want to pray all of this in this mm -hmm. morning and again we invite you to join us in that's prayer right. okay don't just listen as kyle and i pray but really enter in to the throne room mm -hmm. with us in prayer. And uh, Kyle, Kyle, why don't you begin that? Yeah. And then I'll, I'll close for us. Mm -hmm. Father, help. Mm -hmm. Help us to get up off the mat. Mm -hmm. My Lord, we are uh, glad to be honest this morning and say there's seasons that we've been beat up, some by our own mistakes, God, that we find ourselves, uh, Lord, walking away from your purposes and things. And sometimes 
just because we live in a broken world and we live in a real war, God. And so mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is today, Lord, in, in the lives of your people, and I ask specifically here in America right now, God, in the, in the hearts of pastors and leaders and people that love you, Jesus, and mm-hmm. want to be a part of a real move of God, would you give us the faith to believe that you're not done, mm-hmm. that if we're not dead, you're not done, mm-hmm. and that you would stand us up again in the power of the Holy Spirit That's and right. allow us, Lord Jesus, to take faith steps again. Mm-hmm. God, I pray you'd raise up voices that would rouse the people, Yeah, God, that would say, no, 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 God's, God's about to do something. Mm-hmm. There's land to take. There's generations to believe for God. So I just pray for mm-hmm. faith. God, would you birth faith in your church That's for right. the future? We ask for that gift. God, yeah. We ask for that, God, because you're worthy of it. You're worthy to be believed, God. Right. And, and there's a world that's in desperate need of you. So we ask for your help now. And Father, uh, we pray against the enemy who is an accuser right. of the brethren. Right. Or I just think of how many times... The enemies just whispered in my ear and said, well, you can't do that. You, you couldn't do it last time. And, and uh, Father, we stand against him in the name of Christ on behalf of those who are listening today and of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we, we would resist the devil and his lies, his accusations to, to, to uh, uh, say when he whispers to us, well, you know, other great Men of God, they're not advancing. They're they're stalled out. Uh, if they couldn't do it, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we see the difficulties around us, and it just kind of overwhelms us. Lord, we pray against that in the name of Christ, and we pray for a fresh wave of just a deep and big faith, yes, Lord, Lord. Uh, that would believe you for big things. Yes, Lord. And Father, we ask unapologetically, this would be the day mm-hmm. in which you send a mighty, sweeping nationwide revival to our nation. And, and then, Father, a great spiritual awakening that would literally accelerate uh, evangelism mm-hmm. and salvations. And, and we pray for millions of people to come to Christ in this next day in our nation and around the world. And we ask that, Father, not so we can uh, boast in our programs and methods and all that kind of junk, Lord. We ask that so you'd be glorified and people who are not worshiping you Mm -hmm. would start worshiping you. Lord, this is surely your plan and your desire. So we come on the basis of your name and glory to ask these things. And uh, we pray it uh, right now in the name of Jesus. Mm Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us, man. What a what a treat today, and so I hope you'll join us next week. 